Wall Street veteran Bernard Madoff has been arrested and charged with running a $50 billion Ponzi scheme. Congress wants to know what caused the Enron meltdown. Now, well, the collective rage currently is focused on Wilcom. Tyco CEO Dennis Koslowski was convicted of looting hundreds of millions of dollars. This is one of the biggest fraud cases ever. Their president's a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. Find out more on this week's episode of White Collars, Red Hands. I want you to take a second and think about the most expensive thing you own. Mm. It could possibly be your car, maybe the house you live in, quite possibly it's your children. Those little bastards cost an arm and a leg. I would wager with you, however, that it is not something you physically touch. Again, still not your kids, you're just bad parents because you never hug them. The most expensive thing you own is your data. All of the little bits of you that we flaunt publicly on the internet, our location, what we like, which Power Ranger most represents us that we discovered in that BuzzFeed quiz. Tech companies make billions of dollars from selling your data to help target ads specifically tailored to you. The largest offender of which is Facebook. And today, we talk about the scandal that shook the entire social media sphere when it was discovered that Cambridge Analytica, a propaganda machine of data analysis, had used Facebook as a means to steal the most valuable asset you own. I feel like mine's probably my vagina. It's your data. Uh, (laughs) That was the whole paragraph was like, it's your data. And and Nina's over there like, I'm pretty sure it's my vagina. I am. People want it. I don't know how much a vagina goes for on the black market, but... I mean, probably a lot. I'm just saying. I never you, tried to buy anything on the black you market. You could buy a knockoff flashlight for like 15 bucks, and that what is that not but a vagina for purchase? Never mind. This is you a weird what? starting ah, conversation. Ah, ah, introduce yourself. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> and welcome back to this week's episode of White Collars, Red Hands. My name... As always, is Kashan Bacheldor. And I'm going to let Nina say her name because she got upset last week when I didn't let her do it. So joined by... I'm still Nina Kern. Still Nina Kern. Mm -hmm. And today, like we said in the intro, we're talking about the Facebook Cambridge Analytica scandal of not very long ago. Yeah, it was not very long ago. Three years is when this all dropped. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is what? The second most recent episode we've done? Um... Because we did that one where the proceedings are still ongoing. Well, for the one last week? No. Not the nuns. I forget which one it was. Well, there is the one where the guy is still on the run. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Wirecard. That is, yeah. the, that is the, that was 2019. So Wirecard is the newest one. And this is, and this is, we're going to give it number second two. Second newest. So I've, finally today, I'm not covering a corporate scandal from the 90s where they, or the early 2000s where they all happened. I let him have a fun one. They all happened. So let's just get into it. Let's do it. Uh, you probably already know the origins of Facebook. The dramatic rise of the golden boy of social media is well detailed. Uh, Zuckerberg, blah, blah, blah. Winklevoss twins, blah, blah. Your aunt, your aunt sharing minion memes, blah, blah, blah. But the origin story that you are probably not familiar with is that of Cambridge Analytica. 
Cambridge Analytica was born as a subsidiary of the larger British-based private intelligence agency, which I, those actually exist. I thought it was just something made up for Archer. Uh, oh. And this private intelligence agency is the SCL Group. What's that stand for? Oh. Strategic Communication Laboratories. Heard. So, SCL Group was a behavioral research company that lent its services to militaries around the world and and specifically worked, I'll get there, specifically worked targeting elections and using psyops or psychological operations and psychological warfare. Why does this exist? It's a big... It's scary. It's a big part of military. I'm scared. the, uh, the... Example given in The Big Hack, which is a popular documentary on the subject yes. on Netflix, yes. um, was if you're fighting ISIS, mm-hmm. it's easier to try and convince people why they shouldn't join ISIS sometimes than it is to just fight them. Oh, yeah. So that's PSYOPs. So it's like disinformation campaigns or campaigns that they that seem organic but are actually planted there to get you know, to, like, keep a movement from happening that is opposing you. And this is, the U.S. has done a bunch of this. Yeah, we're really good at that. We started that coup in uh, Venezuela over the Banana Republics, Mm -hmm. like, where the bananas, Mm -hmm. the big banana companies Mm -hmm. controlled everything. We started a coup there so that they could keep power. It's fun. Yeah, Um, go us. And who do you contact when you need a coup done? Well, you contact SCL Group, the private intelligence company that does that exactly. It's like, hello, I, I need a coup. That's ah. me typing on a computer telling them I need a coup. Okay, uh, I'm sorry, ma'am. You actually got the customer services line. I'm going to go ahead and transfer you to our coup line really quick. And a coup, coup, coup. And a coup representative will go ahead and take care of that for you, transferring you now. Uh, coup. This is the motherfucking coup department. <laughs> Who are we taking down? Uh, Your mom. Uh. Fuck, it was another prank call. Uh <laughs> So they would, what they would do is they would try to influence elections to get people into power that were more aligned with the political beliefs of the countries they were hired by, a puppet leader, which is also something that governments do, including the American government, um, or they would create coups, as we mentioned, and they would do all of these primarily using disinformation campaigns on social media. So uh, an example of this was in Trinidad and Tobago, a uh, Caribbean nation Mm -hmm. they implemented a strategy to separate the two primary races of the country uh where they they created a fake activist movement like an activist movement that they created called the do so movement which made it so well they targeted people like younger people and younger people of one of the specific races to not vote to like sit out of the election as like a um a protest or to like do a lot of protests and it caused people to not vote okay. of the certain race. So that caused the other side to win the election. What? Yeah. That's wrong. So the whole thing is, and we're going to mention this later, but believe it or not, and it also shows discord in a nation. So if you just want to like fuck shit fuck up with one of your um, enemies, it's something how you do. And it's been proven that this is everyone put on your tinfoil hats. Cause it gets conspiracy E today. Oh, my favorite. Um, it has been proven that this is the Russians did this in America 
by setting up Facebook pages where you would go for like the Black Lives Matter movement and it would invite you to protest in like big cities all over the world and then they would do the same thing for the Blue Lives Matter protests. Uh, So literally sow discord in America and make us get at each other's throats a little bit more. Thanks, Putin. So, all right. Tinfoil hats, stay on. We're still in the conspiracy this whole episode. You know I love a conspiracy theory. I know you do. And this is something, they did this. It's documented they did this. We know they did this. In the Trinidad, in Trinidad and Tobago? Yeah, so this yeah. is something that, like, disinformation campaigns like these happen often. Dude, imagine if you, like, fell subject to that. Like, you got bamboozled by it. You know what a big, fat idiot you would feel like? Like most people? Mm-hmm. They're very good at doing it. Dang. So, um, so Cambridge Analytica, though, so that's the that's uh, the SCL group. So that's their parent company. Mm-hmm. They created Cambridge Analytica in America, um, but they worked everywhere. But they're based in America. Was set up to bring this idea as a consumerized product to campaigns around the world. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we do data analysis and collection, and then we use that to influence elections. Let's just work for elections <laughs> instead. So they were a contract survey company that, using this data, like I said, they enact marketing campaigns to sell the candidate that hired their services. Okay. So they create, like, online and social media ad campaigns for political campaigns. Got it. Uh, now, this company did not work on both sides of the aisle, however, uh, as the people who owned SCL Group and now Cambridge Analytica in America had heavy ties to the conservative party in the U.K., and was backed primarily by conservatives in America. Of course they were. So they leaned heavily towards uh, the conservative side of elections. Mm-hmm. They only worked. They had a they had a political bias. They would only work for conservative sides of elections. Um, and that first in America was the Ted Cruz campaign for the Republican nominee in the 2016 election. Through data collection and analysis, Cambridge Analytica did what they do best and created a series of online campaigning materials that took the lowest rated candidate in Ted Cruz, by the way, at the beginning of the uh, election process in the primaries, all the way to the final two. He was the last person standing at the end of the election besides the eventual winner, DT. Did you know that Ted Cruz is the Zodiac killer? I make that joke later, Nina. Damn you it. did what I do to you, and you sniped my joke. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so Ted Cruz <laughs> paid Cambridge Analytica five point eight million Stop! for their services. By That's the way. so much money. Five point eight million. However, and you know who paid that? Not him. People who donated to his campaign. <laughs> yes, true. Uh, because, well, maybe partially him, but mostly people who. He can't have that much money. Probably I mean, is. he might. He, he might. He's rich. Don't get he me wrong. does. Yeah, because he's the governor now. Uh, for this next line, Nina, I'm going to have to ask you to be surprised by the joke the- inside of it. Heard. Got it. Um, I don't know just, why I keep saying. You know what? I can tell how much I've been working at the restaurant lately because I keep just saying heard. 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 Uh, and just pretend that this joke is original and that you didn't just say it. Okay. <laughs> I'm still going to leave all this in. However, we all know how that primary ended. A Zodiac killer takes <laughs> I fucking hate you. Oh, Eventually conceded the race <laughs> to Donald Trump. You know what? You joke, but my ego slightly, slightly calmed. Uh, 
It's fine. So now Cambridge Analytica had collected all of this data on American voters, but their client was no longer in the race. So they decided to turncoat as they were hired by the Trump campaign to create the same online ad- advertising that was dubbed Project Alamo. Why Alamo? I don't know. Uh, maybe Remember like t- the Alamo. Take back, you know, what is yours. Cause the take Alamo- back what was never yours in the first place? Yeah, no, we never owned Texas, but we were like, yeah. It's mine now. It was a conquest war. Like it, one of the it la- was. It was we- the last one that we did. It's not cool, guys. So. Also... They pulled a real Benedict Arnold here. He was like, guess what, guys? Real Judas over here. I wouldn't say Judas. They didn't crucify Ted Cruz, but Ted Cruz lost, and they're like, hey, maybe you know they, who I Maybe like they should have one, one serial killer out of the equation. If they I mean, no, it would have helped things. Uh, <laughs> would have helped every Texan. Isn't he the governor of Texas? What is he? Yeah. yeah. He's a senator. He's a senator. Texas. Fuck. Um, so in Project Alamo, they produced an insane amount of content aimed mostly at Facebook ads. The Trump campaign spent an estimated $1 million a day on Facebook ads during the campaign. And for $1 million a day, you could support this candidate to win office. That's <laughs> bullshit. You know how many Good hungry joke. kids there are in Good America? Joke. Oh, also, they spent they spent like, um, like 15 times more on online uh, campaigning than the Hillary Clinton campaign. So most of their campaign was online through Facebook. You know what, though? That is not super shocking to me. Yeah. You know, because when you think about who ended up turning out and voting for him, and there were so many young people who ended up voting for him that, like, it really doesn't make sense. This this adds up. Well, and I was going to say, that's not inherently bad, because Barack Obama was actually the one who invented that. Right. Back when he first won mm-hmm. in 2008. Like, he was the first one that he was like, He's putting stuff on YouTube, and he had a. He was like the first president who had like a social media campaign. Campaign, yeah. And that's that's the akin to like how JFK won because he was the first president to, to appear TV. on TV, and that's yep. why he beat Nixon because he was prettier. Yeah. Um, which in our presidential FMK, you find out our thoughts on why. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, he is one of the most influential ads that came from the Cambridge Analytica. Uh, campaign project Alamo during the 2016 uh, presidential campaign is probably the crooked Hillary ads that were everywhere where the two O's were a pair of uh, little handcuffs. Um, I actually don't remember this. Yeah, it's it's a thing. I remember it being all over Facebook and I think it's because I lived in Arizona at the time. So I think that's what that's how they targeted me with those ads. Oh, here it is. Defeat crooked Hillary. Yep, that's it. But there were numerous ads that targeted people specifically based on their like status updates and in some cases private messages that were shared on Facebook. Oh. Um, they would target ideologies specific to region, wealth, and race, amongst other things. So they learned all this about you, and then they'd be able to know, well, based on this portfolio, this person might be on the fence or this person might be leaning this way. So like if someone was a Trump supporter, they would like show like glorified images of like Trump and then uh, how to go how, like polling station information along with it. And then if you were borderline, they would show you negative images of Hillary, like the crooked Hillary campaign to help sway, build you. You, sway you to the, to Donald Trump. I hate them. Um, and using these, they crafted what is, you know, I know people, we have people that listen to this podcast that will probably voted for Donald Trump, but I think you might still agree that it, his win was widely regarded as a large upset in 2016. Right, yeah. 
I mean, can't. there's no yeah. denying that. It doesn't matter who you wanted to win. Yeah, I mean, you it could was... say that it was like a smear campaign and none of it was true. He was going to win from the beginning. But that's what makes it an upset is that no one thought he was going to win. Right. Or it we was were highly doubted surprised. that he was going to win until he did. Um, and this was Cambridge Analytica's candidate. So they did wonders for Ted Cruz. And then when they switched to Donald Trump, they helped him pull off one of the biggest upsets ever, which makes you kind of think maybe they did something. You know, well, you know they did something. Well, because later people came out, as I mentioned earlier, and said we don't really know the effectiveness of this, like micro targeting Mm -hmm. using data. Come on, they had to have thought it would work. But it showed. But like, you know, if it works, it works, and it does kind of seem like it does work. Yeah. Um, but how? How did Cambridge Analytica get the data necessary to craft these monumental campaign swings? The company claimed to have five thousand data points on every single american voter including you and me i'm not a voter i'm just kidding i am sorry yeah she she went to prison yeah i did she's I a felon jail. Ugh. Ugh. won't say what though it's a surprise Math. fuck it was a surprise <laughs> <laughs> i did not just kidding but how did they get these data points well it turns out that the answer to this would be their downfall dun, dun, dun. and believe it or not what they did wrong is probably the shortest bit in this whole outline yeah. of this whole podcast because yeah. it's pretty straightforward. So in 2013, Cambridge Analytica hired a data scientist from the University of Cambridge to develop an app entitled This Is Your Digital Life. Uh, this app then would give a survey to Facebook users and would give them a behavioral profile of themselves at the end of the survey. It's, it's a cutesy fucking stupid online survey. Yeah. Um, Cambridge Analytica also set up an informed consent agreement where the people using the app knew that Cambridge Analytica could use their information, and all in all, the company ended up with a few hundred thousand people using the app. I want to tell you right now, that's why these stupid little quizzes, like, see which Disney princess you are, or like, what's your, like, blah, 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 I get, or like, oh, let's, like, what are you going to look like in 10 years? That's why I get so nervous to click on this shit. Yeah, especially if they connect to your Facebook yeah, like, it may seem tinfoil hat still on. It may seem unlikely, but they are. They can garner like your location, mm-hmm. your age, your mm-hmm. race, your sex, your uh, sexual preference, um, a lot of stuff to tie you to your answers, even though they seem stupid. Um, and they can use that for anything. whatever they want. So now, three to four hundred thousand people might seem like a lot of people. And it is kind of a lot of people. Yeah. But nowhere near the sample size they need to collect 5,000 data points on every American voter. And that's where the catch comes in. Cambridge Analytica had programmed the app not only to take the data from the Facebook profiles of the people that used the app, but also went in and skimmed data from the profiles of all of those users' friends, including likes, status updates, private messages, and more. I have had some whack conversations on Facebook Messenger that I don't want Cambridge Analytica reading. No, and there was a part that I heard. There was actually a guy who petitioned for Cambridge Analytica to give him the data they had haunted him. Yeah. Which they have to do under British law. Mm -hmm. And he fought this big legal battle, and they refused to do it at the end and pled guilty to it. And he is a professor on, like... um, like data analysis. Mm-hmm. And he had asked someone, he's like, who in my class thinks 
that like you have seen an ad that thinks your phone is listening through your microphone. It's so appropriate. Like you haven't thought about it. And like everyone raises their hands and he's like, honestly, it's not that probably. It's just showing that the targeting that they do based on the data they collect from you is that good. That's scary. Um, That's weird because there's been some stuff though that, you know what, it doesn't matter. That'd be a big long story, but it's like now how, whenever you go to a website and ask, Hey, we use cookies. Is that okay? The cookies that you have in your in your web browser show everything you've been to recently and can collect a bunch of data on on you and collect it and report it to oh you. Oh my god, I'm just going to live in the woods. So Google does the same thing. Like Google has a profile on you. You can actually I'll, I'll show you a fun website later. You can look up the like the If it's rotten.com, I don't want to look. The predictions that Google has made about you based on your uh, search histories. I looked mine up before and it was crazy it was pretty accurate um, i don't want oh man that's oh no i don't want to look at that hey this is kashan for the future and if unlike nina you do want to hear about what your ad settings are on google you can go to adsettings.google.com to see all of the predictions they make about you to target ads to you it's scary stuff and woo, i'm gone uh wait so what so Cambridge Analytica took a bunch of this information from people. Yeah. Without their consent. So yeah. the people who took the quizzes consented. All of right, their right, friends, right. they didn't consent. I was asking what about the Google thing, but that's fine. We can what? talk about it later. What about the Google thing? So it takes all your Google searches and then does what? How do you think, I mentioned this later, but how do you think Google is free? How do you think the internet is free? How do you- Ads! How, how does Google- Ads! Exactly- but ads. specifically targeting ads to you because yeah. they're much more effective. Are well, yeah, they luc- take where you go. Much more lucrative. Yeah, they take where you go and do yeah. that. And then now Apple has made a thing that says don't track my data. Yeah, they collect data on you. That's the, that's the whole thing. Yeah, and people are pissed about and, the not tracking the data thing. I mean, not you and me, but like companies. Yeah, I'm sure. They're like, dang, how am because, I going to sell this microwave? Because what's the most valuable asset you own, Nina? Data, not my vagina. Data, not your vagina. Good job. <laughs> I passed it this time. So in Cambridge Analytica's own marketing pitch presentations, they claimed to have information of 30 million individuals from Facebook. But later estimations show that they could have taken information from people without consent of up to 87 million individuals using this tactic. Over <laughs> It was like 2013 to 2015, by the way. It was like, or 2013 to 2018. It's a long time. Five years. So that's what they did. That's the bad thing that Cambridge Analytica did. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And it's pretty bad, but it's pretty easy to surmise. Now, this information came to the surface largely from two whistleblowers in Chris Wiley and Brittany Kaiser, both former employees for Cambridge Analytica who began questioning the ethics of what the company was doing. And Brittany Kaiser, we're not talking in depth about her, but she's actually a really interesting individual. She was an intern for the Obama campaign. But she moved from that to working with Cambridge Analytica on the Ted Cruz, and she was the lead on the Donald Trump campaign. What? Yeah, and she was Talk like, about a Benedict Arnold. She was like running around and like she said that she was doing things like going on shootings on the weekends with people that she needed to rub elbows with kind of thing. That's Brittany Kaiser. And then stank face. Chris was actually uh, the first one to come out though. He was an anonymous source for an article released in 2015 about the shady practices of Cambridge Analytica. They just didn't dive, dive deep because you're literally opposing big tech, which are the biggest stocks in America right now. Right. That are literally funded by our data, which are showing might 
you know, you might fuck with them if this all comes out. Right. And the government, like multiple governments. And also, most importantly, Chris Wiley has pink hair. He does. Okay, that's not the most important thing, but I do want to do it. He does. He's a data scientist with pink hair. Pretty cool. Uh, and he, pink hair and all, in 2018 came forward as an official whistleblower on the company in interviews, public interviews with The Guardian and The New York Times, where he described in detail how the information was skimmed from the profiles of people who had not consented. And that was the first domino in the downfall of Cambridge Analytica and the struggles that Facebook would soon contend with. We may talk about this later, but did he like, did he get sued at all? No. I don't think that he had like an, like an NDA or anything. Okay. Like a non-disclosure agreement. Or yeah. Anything. But um, also, I, I don't think NDAs keep you from coming out about crimes. I think you're protected. Wonder if he's like that one guy. Who got, who like, it was really hard for him to get a job afterwards, though. Maybe. I mean, that's most whistleblowers, unfortunately. And then Brittany Kaiser was literally, like, on the run. Because she's, so, she's in a bunch of other shit where, like, she had talked to Julian Assange, Julian Assange at one point, the guy who released all of Hillary's emails. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, donated to WikiLeaks with Bitcoin and they, it had become public. Someone wrote an article on her about it after she came out about Cambridge Britney. Analytica. And she literally, like, tried to flee the country because she... and then But then they called her back for questioning and, like, subpoenaed her, like, the day that she booked her flight. And, <laughs> that sucks. I bet she didn't get a refund. So a bunch of stuff happened to her. She was like, she was like I'm, a, I'm like, not even in the country right now. She was, like, going to other countries because she's like, it's dangerous for me to be... In America. Well, maybe you should have thought of that before you joined the Ted Cruz campaign, Brittany. Honestly, listening to her talk about it, I think she likes it. Likes like, being in trouble? She likes the attention of it. Like, I'm a big I'm a big figure. Oh. I mean, listen, she probably didn't get a lot of attention in high school and stuff because, like, she's just an average oh, girl. Oh, my God. So, like, this is fun for her. Oh, my God. Uh, something, I wonder, I wonder how much dick is, she's caught from this. Something is wrong with that, and I, I don't know what, but I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. And it's probably true, though. In early 2018, <laughs> in response to the articles, Congress called the Lizard Band CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, can't cuck the zuck. Did they say that? No. Did you just make that up? That was a thing that came out afterwards. Like, uh, so it's really fucked up, actually. But it's like the George Zimmerman case when people yeah. were like saying, "Can't simmer the Zimmer." I didn't know people said that. I was from Arizona, so I heard people say, "Can't simmer the Zimmer" because they're like, "Yeah, stand your ground." You know, they like. When I think that happened in Ohio. Um. So can't cuck the zuck was definitely something Jesus that was Christ. on the internet after this uh, to give testimony on their dealings with Cambridge Analytica. Now, in the testimony, Zuckerberg says that it was a mistake on Facebook's part. So he does accept responsibility for what happened. And although he says they didn't participate in the data stealing, 
Uh, they did not do enough to stop the mining of people's data in the first place. And Brittany Kaiser also directly refutes this, by the way, uh, saying that she specifically met and discussed strategies with groups from Facebook while running the Trump campaign for Cambridge Analytica. So she like had told them like, oh yeah, you know, we have like these many data points from you. Like, here's what we're using. Here's what we're putting on Facebook. And they were like, yeah, okay. Like she had meetings with people from Facebook dirt while I, it was all happening I where they talked about it. I fully believe they knew what was going on. Oh, no, I'm sure. And actually, they did know what was going on because in 2015, after the Guardian, like, uh, after the anonymous Guardian article from uh, Chris came out, Mm -hmm. they were, like, notified, like, hey, like, you know, this might be happening. And they didn't implement anything, anything. And they didn't change anything about how they dealt with Cambridge Analytica for two more years until 2017. Well. So, yeah. Now, the British-based company, uh, Cambridge Analytica... SCL group uh, also faced backlash in their own country as they were believed to be involved in the Brexit campaign leave.eu and although they were hired by leave.eu at the beginning later investigations showed that they were only employed in a cursory manner so at, so actual investigations into them have cleared them of being involved with leave.eu but uh, Brittany Kaiser was at an opening meeting when leave.eu was first introduced and like talked about what Cambridge Analytica was doing for leave.eu and they did gather information for them at first. She's kind of a weasel. She likes to tell everybody everything. Well, that was their thing. They the reason that Cambridge Analytica is bashed now so much is cuz they were so open about what they were doing. Mm. Cuz here's the thing. And I mentioned this in the in the outro, but there are a lot of companies that are doing this. Oh yeah. It's not just Cambridge Analytica. Yeah, I'm sure. There are a lot of companies that collect our data online and then use it to target political stuff towards us. It's just they went around and were like, Yeah, fuck yeah, we do this. We got everyone's information. We'll do whatever you want. Five thousand data points on every single person. Let's go. Now you could not do that anymore because this changed people's perception of how our data is handled online. Right. Which you've all seen recently. Um, the notifications that pop up when you go to sites and say here's the information that we use or when you download an app now it says like you have to opt in or opt out a lot of the times of certain of them tracking in- information the data that they take or data uh, facebook asks you if it's okay permissions to do certain things which is more uh in depth than what it used to be before this mm-hmm. we've all noticed it um but they were pretty brash about it before then cambridge analytica ceo alexander nix refused to talk about the leave.eu campaign though when someone would ask him about it he's like we don't talk about it <laughs> like i saw an interview with him where he's like what about leave.eu like the brexit campaign it's like we don't talk about the brexit campaign we don't talk about leave.eu and she's like oh you don't talk about like this and he's like we don't talk about it at all and then he just like kept going with the interview so although he did say that in a recording later of him like privately talking to someone, he did say, we don't talk about that campaign, but then in a sideways manner said, we won, though. So it definitely insinuates like they were doing something for the Brexit campaign. Absolutely. Even though they still fully deny it. Absolutely. Now, Parliament in the UK did call Nix to give testimony. However, he initially declined to do so. And later, when he did give testimony, he tried against the will of the committee to give an opening statement in this very painful interaction where he's like, he's like, I would like to give an opening statement. He's like, no, we're just going to go with the question. He's like, I really think that they're like, no. And then he just starts giving it and he's like, stop. And then finally, he's like, okay, fine. I'll take the questions. What the fuck? (laughs) It was, it was a very painful interaction for me to watch. And then he 
just the whole time, obviously, he just denied all wrongdoing. He's oh, like, yeah. No, we didn't do anything. Um, all we did was take data in like ways like from people that consented to it and we used you know we only targeted people on the fence they make their own decisions kind of thing like we don't manipulate people says every manipulator ever i was like even though that is a pretty naive way to look at it because people even if we like to deny it we're all much more um persuadable than we'd like to say I'll tell you what, those one TikTok shorts that are going around, the peachy ones that flare out, they kind of look like skirts. I mean, I'm being pretty persuaded. I, I haven't bought them yet. But. I remember the TikTok leggings that nope, make your butt look another, good, but nope. that's all I know. Nope, there's another one. And I'm telling you what, I'm getting persuaded. So you can't tell me I'm not being manipulated in these shorts. Do they make your butt look good? No, they're just cute. That's why it's not on my side of TikTok. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, did you hear that? She knows. I know. She knows. All the time, I'm like swiping. It's like, I want to see some ass. I want to see some ass. I don't know that sound. Oh, you're not on my side of TikTok. I'm not on the butt TikTok. You're right. I am on the butt TikTok. I mean, that's fine. (laughs) Solidly. Uh, Well, my butt couldn't be on the butt TikTok. Anyways, continue on with this. (laughs) Um, My butt's mediocre. Anyway, let's go. That's why the vagina is the most... Yeah, there's a reason I didn't say my Besides your data. Uh, So British news sources then leaked undercover video, though, where Alexander Nix talked openly about the tactics that Cambridge Analytica and SCL Group had used in, quote, over 200 elections across the globe. That is so disturbing. So this is mostly SCL Group. But SEL is apparent to Cambridge Analytica, and it would follow that they would use some of the same tactics at Cambridge Analytica that they use at SEL Group. Uh, not probably these next ones, but this is what they it's did. It's just like what's real and what's not real. I just want to die when I hear this shit. Oof, it's crazy. But he did no, talk I'm about... really stressed out, Kishan. He talked about using prostitutes and bribery stings to discredit opposition candidates, saying at one point, he's like, we could send some young, sexy Ukrainian girls over to this, like, I think it was, uh, was it Singapore? I don't remember the country exactly, but where they wanted to influence election, he's like, we could send them over there and, like, try and, like, blackmail him or bribe him and see what, and see if he takes anything to discredit him, even if they didn't take it. Kind of like when... When Sasha Baron Cohen got that Rudy Giuliani in the room with that girl. Sorry, spoiler alert for Borat too, but yeah, he did do that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but at this point, even if they didn't do it, he'd still be like, they did, or they'd like offer them bribes, and then if they took it, they'd be like, ha, this guy takes bribes. It's just kind of underhanded, even if they do take bribes. I don't like it. So obviously. Alexander Nix was removed as the CEO of Cambridge Analytica. As he should have been. Jesus Christ. Now, not for very long, though, because Cambridge Analytica and its parent company, SCL Group, did file for Chapter 7 bankruptcy months after the initial reports came out in the scandal in early 2018. Uh, a move which has largely been criticized as a way to dissolve the company before any more legal proceedings could be uh, aimed at them. They're like, ah, let's just get bankrupt. Uh, we we don't exist anymore. We can't be a company anymore just so uh, no one can, like, stick lawsuits and stuff to them. I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> so they dissolved as a company, company as Cambridge Analytica. And Alexander Nix, personally, what he got hasn't been convicted of anything, although investigations are still ongoing at this time in many different countries. Um, he did agree to a ban from running any U.K. companies for the next seven years. So uh, what's he doing? He, he probably has enough money. 
He was a CEO. He's got all of his money invested. He probably has like, you know, $50 million invested in dividend stocks and he makes like $200,000 a year and could be independently wealthy for the rest of his life. Nice. Because that's what rich people do. Must be nice. Uh, <laughs> I did buy stock this week. Hey. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Did you lose mm-hmm. all of it yet or what? No, some of it went up today. Nice. That's because a bunch of tech companies reported earnings today, so the entire market was up. Isn't that dope? Yeah. Cool. Go Nina. <laughs> I invested $100. In what? Not in one company. I spread my wealth. Okay. Diversifying your portfolio. That's I did. A, that's, a, that's a fucking I bought, plus move, bro. This is so funny. I bought 0.09% of a share in Tesla. Nice. Do you know one share hey, of Tesla is $600? I, that's not even nearly the most expensive. Like Alphabet, which is the Google company, uh, like 2500 dude, a share. Hmm. So. Damn. A lot. Uh, actually, I checked on Facebook stock today after this. Sitting at like three fifty a share. Yeah. Still. That's what it is, yeah. Um, so. There are further questions into if Cambridge Analytica was involved with the Russian government's interference, which I talked about earlier, uh, with the American uh, election in 2016. Since there is a potential link between Alexander Nix and Luke Oil, the Kremlin-backed oil magnet of Russia, um, but investigation has not turned up anything substantial on that yet. But it is rumored, and since our tinfoil hats are on, I figured I'd mention it. Yeah. So, Facebook, though... Got the hardest hit out of the whole situation uh, after the social media giant had their CEO go in front of Congress and get absolutely bodied in memes by the internet. Their market cap fell $134 billion, a stock decrease of 24%, although it has rebounded since then. But it fell 24%. That's a, a lot, It though. fell 24% in a day. That's insane. You know, so, ugh. Um, also, hashtag delete Facebook. Trended on Twitter, being tweeted 400,000 times in one month. And the bigger impact on them, even though it's still not that much as we're about to talk about, is that in 2019, the Federal Trade Commission voted to fine Facebook $5 billion for their oversight in the data breach. It's a lot. I think that's like the one of the biggest fines we've ever talked about. Well, they deserved it. They do. Five Justice. billion dollars. That's insane. Which, you know, has really started a campaign of like, we got to protect our data online. Yeah. Now, also in 2019, Facebook agreed to settle with the SEC for misleading investors about the risks faced from the misuse of user data uh, to the tune of $100 million. So $5 billion, now $100 million. They also settled uh, with the British, uh, like, Securities Committee. I don't know. I don't remember what it's called at the moment. Uh, for 500,000 pounds. So it's like six hundred. Mm -hmm. or something at the time. And also, likes, posts, and shares on the platform, Facebook, have continued to decrease since 2018, although general user numbers are increasing. Uh, And Facebook market cap, as of this recording, sits at $1.06 trillion. Dang. Once again, Facebook is free, and their market cap is $1.06 trillion. Ads! And selling all of your data. That too. So whenever they collect data, they sell that in packages of like data packages that they sell to people like, here's data. You want it? And they're like, yes. How much will you give me? And it's like millions of dollars to just be like, here's a boatload of data that we have. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I know I don't have to like it, but Mm -hmm. I don't. 
Uh, so companies, including Facebook, are now being required by more and more governments to be forthright with what data is taken, how it is sold, and how that sold data is used. Uh, Facebook also now puts more oversight into ads of a political nature to try and make sure its platform doesn't become the thing ripping societies apart. Uh, we actually run campaigns for this podcast on Facebook. Yes. And our first episode, Rod Blagojevich, who is a politician, mm-hmm. the that ad got flagged as being a political ad, and it was around the election, and they were like, you can't run political ads around the election. <laughs> and, I, and so I do appeal it, and they were like, oh, this is just a stupid podcast. Yeah, okay, you can release it. All right, it. you're fine. Uh, <laughs> It's not stupid, Kashan. It's Fine. like passion. California actually is the first one to implement an actual law where uh, when you go to a website, they have to give you the option to opt out of selling your data. Good. Good. It's not right that they bamboozled us for all this time or bamboozled so many people. Yeah. Especially when they know, especially, old. wow, take a shot every time I say especially, but... You know, you have old people on Facebook who don't know what they're doing. They don't know to. They're giving all their money to a Nigerian king. Yeah. You know, know, they can't be trusted. They're giving a bunch of uh, Google Play gift cards to people online that Mm -hmm. gave them uh, too much money into their bank account on accident. Mm -hmm. So they don't get fired. Mm -hmm. God, those scams are so stupid and old people fall for them so much. Yeah, they do. So that brings us to the end of our story. Data has passed oil as the most valuable asset in the world. And online data is a resource readily available and often underprotected. This scandal shows that social media, initially made as a way to connect the world, is now being used as a tactical instrument of political warfare to tear us apart. At the heart of the whole thing is the gold mine of data from which these large tech companies dig deep into the coffers of to sell little bits of all their users to the highest bidder. The way that Facebook, Google, and other prominent services remain free to use while garnering so much income is because of this. Cambridge Analytica was one of many companies who made it their mission to use this stolen data to sway elections like the 2016 election where 70,000 voters in three states decided the outcome. There are more, and we must stay vigilant. Data rights are human rights. And whoever is targeting my ads... Please stop showing me ones for AARP. I act like an old man, but I am, in fact, 26. And that's all I have to say on this subject. You should stop looking at mature women porn. <laughs> that's not what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. It's because you're watching gilf porn. No, they think you're old. That's not. It's not gilf porn. It I'm is. watching normal stuff, like stepsis stuck in the, the fucking vacuum machine. Why porn. is your stepsister? What? I don't know. I panicked and I just said an appliance and I came out with vacuum, even though it's your not sister probable. stuck. The only way to get your sister Step stuck sister, out of the- please don't be creepy. Ah. Uh, so that's the story of the Facebook <laughs> Cambridge Analytica scandal. There's a lot more to it. If you really want to dig into the political aspect of everything, then fine. But I really just wanted to talk about 
how the corporation was made and what they did and why they're no longer here and what uh, caused all that hubbub around Facebook three years ago. Now, we all heard about it, and that's the thing is we all do hear about these stories. But the thing I love about this podcast is that we get to, like, dig deep onto stuff or just, like, learn about something that we just, like, heard a little bit on the news. Yeah. Because that's the thing. No No one actually listens to these stories and is like, oh, my God, yeah. Well, and I think this story, too, is interesting, uh, especially because so many people use Facebook that I feel like news stories where people really like a company or a person, they don't dig as deep because once they start digging, they're like, I shouldn't have this anymore. Yeah. It's like when we did the Volkswagen scandal and you were like, I always wanted a Volkswagen, but now I don't want one. So it's like, you know, if I dig too much and learn too much about this Facebook thing, I'm going to feel like I need to delete my Facebook. And that's a hard thing for a lot of people to do. They're very dependent on Facebook. Yeah, they have made themselves a part of society. And I'll be honest with you, I'm very dependent on Facebook. Well, that's the thing. They did like they did a poll after this all happened. And like 86 or something percent of people were upset at or of Facebook users were upset at what Facebook had done. But like most of them said that they're they weren't going to like use the site any less though. Yeah. So they're like, this upsets me, but I'm still going to use Facebook at the exact same rate. Well, it's hard because like as someone who, I mean, I use more pre pandemic, but now that we're, you know, things are opening up again. Like I depend on Facebook a lot for knowing when open mics are or hearing about casting notices. That's well, that's the and, thing. So, social media is a good thing. Yeah. You get to do that. You, yeah. get, to, you get to interact with people in your, your community and you get to, um, learn things that we weren't able to do before the internet. It's just that now people are also using that for evil to spread disinformation, and we have to hold social media companies accountable to make sure that does not happen. My eyes twitching. Got to get some potassium, girl. No, it's because I'm stressed. Oh. This is stressing me out. Well, here, let's get to the end of the podcast. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so thank you guys so much for listening. Um, and thank you for the support. Listen to this whole episode, even this outro. Proud of you. Uh, <laughs> so if you want to support uh, the podcast even more, uh, the free way you can do that is to leave a review. Uh, I say the same shit every week, and here it is again. Our analytics show that 80% of you are listening on iTunes. And mm-hmm. did you guys know iTunes has a review tool? So if you go to the Apple Podcasts app and go to us, you can leave a review. And uh, a five-star review really helps us out and reach new people and help mm-hmm. us grow as a podcast. Yep. Now, if you want a less free way to support us and you want some really <laughs> dope merch, you can buy our merch at tpublic.com. The link to that is is in the show description and that some of the proceeds go directly to us and that goes to helping us out financially we are poor artists yeah you can also listen directly on our website or peruse our bios which are only a paragraph long you could read them 10 times in a minute i guess if you're really into that at whitecollarsredhands.com you can also interact with us on any of our social media platforms facebook.com slash whitecollars redhands twitter at whitecollarspod our instagram at whitecollars underscore redhands sorry I was thinking about mozzarella sticks we do it oh my god we do it every week and I always just like there's always the pause and I'm like we always do the same thing I know I know Uh, (laughs) I tend to zone out 
Because I'm like, oh yeah, it's Kashan's time to shine. We're, and then, we're getting there. It's the Kashan monologue. At the yeah, end of the show. and then I'm like, oh shit, I have one line. <laughs> and then I've just been thinking about mozzarella sticks this entire time. Like I can't stop thinking about them. So we're so close. I know the I'm, finish line's I'm, right there. I'm now. sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> so white collar. The Instagram is white collars underscore red. Uh, you can also interact with us uh, by email if you want. Uh, we do fan submitted episodes. Yeah, basically email every us week. a submission. Or not every week. We do a fan submitted episode a, cu- a couple every season so far. I got one today. Oh, really? From the girl who did my hair. She didn't reach out to us directly, but I told her about the podcast and she gave me an episode idea. That's awesome. Yep. So, yeah, you can send that to whitecollarsredhands at gmail.com. And I think that's it. I was like, I don't have another line. That's it. <laughs> it's just like, you're like an actor who's forgot their lines. You're like, fuck. Line! What the. No, there's nothing. Your line is silence. Yeah, that's my silence. <laughs> so we'll see you next week on another episode of White Collars, Red, Red Hands. Hands.